Welcome to Across the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes, and deeper into the stories. I have with me, as always, my co-host, Chris Thompson. What's up, Chris? Great to be here always, Mike. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We're doing, um, Chris and I decided to take a little break from the norm on this one. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're departing from our regularly scheduled program and changing it up a bit, uh, we are labeling this episode as uh, Beyond the Margin Unhinged because um, usually we, we, we theme our episodes and, and that will be the case moving forward. But uh, once in a while we want to take a step back and just yeah, good. And, 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 and talk about what's going on um, at Across the Margin, what's right. going on with us. It's, it's, you know what, it's a chance for the listeners to get to know us a little better, which yeah. is we... we Really haven't opened that door. We at haven't all. really. No. <laughs> we're guarded. We're guarded, folks. Um, and like I said, it's the opportunity for us to discuss what's going on and across the margin and and some of the stories there. So um, maybe dive a little deeper into some of this, the content. You know, that's 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 the deal. So what is indeed popping at across the margin? Um, I guess the easiest place to start with is uh, today. Right. Today we well today's Wednesday, so. Every Wednesday we feature poetry, which will I think I'd, I'd love to talk more about that. Um, I'd love to too. But also today we uh, every year about this time um, I write uh, an NBA preview. So this 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 time today was the 2015-2016 NBA preview, which was um, filled with some. Pretty bold and, and off the cuff. Bold to say the least, Mike. <laughs> yes. predi- uh, predictions as to what's going to happen. Some of them had very strong periods, <laughs> periods after them. So, but usually I write about three pieces um, minimum each year about the NBA. One to start the season, one about mid-season, and uh, one after the season, and and hopefully another one in between. I actually, I really like writing about sports. And, yeah. uh, You're good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and there's... Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I would like if we had more sports. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I know we, we put out a feeler there a couple months ago. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, um, in time, we, all we good did things have, come. Um, you know, so we had David Sweet, uh, a writer from Chicago, come by recently. He was he was writing about. Um, I think he toured a bunch of stadiums. Right, throughout right, the with country. his son. Yeah, yeah with his son, yeah. Um, which was cool. But it, I definitely, we, I mean, you know, we like. That across the margin is kind of like a house of uh, uh, when we go to, and there's just so much. There's an eclectic mix, and right. and, and and sports is going to be one of those topics. Yeah. So, um, I and I love writing about basketball. So that's it's it's thirty thirty three days away. From, yeah. From the start of the NBA, hey man, so. you're writing about what you love. What's wrong with that? Exactly. You know what I mean? that's, that, these are the ones that come easiest too. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's it's you know you're still 
vetting every word, but like sure. you crank those out when sure. it's just it's fun. Sure, I mean th- there's some of the more popular articles. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, your uh, top games of 2015. You know, Do, is I mean, amazing. We, it's we uh, it, like anyone who who runs a web page, we track the articles, and you know, see see how many reads each one gets. For some, I don't know if you know the answer. For some reason, I wrote an article um, about the top. What was it five? Uh, top ten. Games 10. of the 2014-2015 But it was just like NBA the season. first half of the season. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even the whole thing. It was like six months in. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that piece is like still blowing up. Yeah. Like people are reading that uh, daily. Yeah. It's, I don't understand Every why. Every day, I, mean, without, I like it. without fail, there's at least 20 to 30 people reading yeah, that article. So people, people want to know about it. You people know, want great. to know about the yeah. best games of the yeah. first half. It is yeah. really nerdy. Like, I... I I'm embarrassed about how much basketball I was watching. Yeah, yeah. Time. I mean, like when you I sat down to write that, it people was want to know about this stuff. Yeah, know? I mean, it was it was like too easy for me to mm-hmm. pick like the games because I was uh, like, and that's that's like it's borderline embarrassing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's there today, and with um, with some pretty. I mean, I'm no, I, I'm no. Savant, or I don't know much about poetry. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, it's we kind of, you know what, when we started across the margin, we never imagined that um, poetry would really even be a part of this whole yeah, thing at, at all. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, we were telling our stories and people contributing, people started sending us poems, yeah. And uh, and you know, at first, we, you know, kind of push it away a little bit but right. they, yeah, for a while we're like this is this is cool stuff right. this is like we have to publish this right. so we did it on our yeah. own for a little bit right. and uh, then we realized quickly we were very much <laughs> out of our league I think we realized that we were stumbling around in the dark <laughs> I, I remember the email conversations back before being like do you think this is good? Uh, I don't know. Is this good? I yeah. think it's good. Let's, it's, uh, let's, let's I like this. It. I like it. You yeah. know? And, I, I know the conversation has to be deeper than that you know yeah so. it's, it, you know we weren't giving yeah. The art form credit exactly. enough, and it just—it wasn't yeah. fair. Uh, yeah. We went. Oh, there's a little yeah. New York City traffic well, for I you. Have, is that uh, our window is open here. Yeah. Welcome to Brooklyn, oh, listeners. Um, anyway. We went and got help, and I have to say, I think um, was it like six or seven months. Richard yep. Roundy is our poetry editor, and he's just absolutely hitting it out of the park, man. Yeah, our poetry is coming on strong now. You know, it's, like I you mean, said, every Wednesday we're dropping a. Uh, previously unpublished original piece of poetry that just hits hard, you know, like, and I love it. It's, I mean, it, but it's cool. It's like cutting edge, um, really, like, I'm starting to really appreciate it in a new way. I, like, yeah. I don't, I hope we're not scaring off people who don't like poetry right. this because we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff yeah. today, but bear with us because it's, it's, it's cool. It's really like, um, I'm going to read, and like I said, don't, don't. Don't tune out. Don't tune out. Yeah, uh, we got a lot more to talk about. It's not just a poetry uh, podcast here. Um, one of the poems from today is Joanna Furman. Uh, this is how Richard was describing her work. Joanna Furman's poetry tackles you with a glorious rush of sound and image and offbeat humor. She implores us to please put down our TV-shaped bong and try opening that hole in our ear so that we can hear the strangest that that beats at the heart of the world. So that, that's amazing. That's how he describes it. He, you know what his taglines for? Yeah. He writes like an intro for each of the poems, and they're they're, they're poetry themselves. I mean, yeah, I mean they're just as engaging. I just yeah. read his taglines. You know, like, uh, people are starting to notice that they're actually 
a lot of the poets are going to be using them in their in their books and their yeah. chapbooks and they it's great with them. so Richard if you're out there if you're listening he's not he's not listening yeah he does right. he does listen we'll make him he told us flat out he doesn't really like podcasts which makes it even more rewarding because we're pulling him in here we're going right. to do a poetry right. podcast at one point but um Real quick, I'm going to read one of today's poems. It's called Hexagon, because I just want you guys to realize what kind of weird, funky shit this is. Yeah, Um, definitely, man. Susan thought Bobby would fall in love with her when she wore her tutu decorated with toy tarantulas, but Bobby was busy sewing a ball gown, the color of music, hoping that when he wore it, Billy would love him. Billy wore a cape with boxing gloves attached, but they were too small for his bulbous palms and he wasn't sure who he wanted to punch. Liza said she wanted to be punched. She was wearing a nightgown that made her look like a melting snowman in blue leggings, printed with blood-colored stars. But who did the fabric love? What about the thread encircling her pudgy thighs? What color shadow did her left elbow secretly desire? Who would her buttons twist for? What shape could dampen those lips? I mean that's like that's weird wild stuff. Yeah, man. man. I, I I like it's very evocative. I like the imagery it calls to mind. Yeah, you know? what, like who 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 would her buttons twist who for? Who would her buttons twist See, for? That's, that's what strange. shape could let, dampen let, those lips? Let that spin around your head for a little bit. Take, um, a, take a ride with that with that fucking line right absolutely. there. Absolutely. Mean, you know? It's it's Great. like if you if you honestly if you spend time with it and you read it, it'll mess with your head. You, yeah. Didn't you bring one? What, yeah. Who's yeah. who's this? We had this guy uh, Alan Feldman. He did three poems for us, and there was yeah. this one uh, melancholia. I, I really liked it a lot. It really resonated with me. You know, oh, one of the stanzas, one of the stanzas in particular. Yeah, I don't um, remember it well. Uh, I think it was like, it was like a. Month I remember Alan. Ago. Yes, yeah. yeah. But uh, one of the stanzas in particular, I'd like to read because I think it's just like brilliant. You know, uh, both in the way it sounds when you speak it and what it says about the poem's character. You know, yeah. I think it's the poem's character. You know, um, so this uh, this is I think the third stanza from the poem Melancholia by Alan Feldman, and it goes. Um, Even my face seems melancholy. I almost never see myself laugh in the mirror. And when I do, my ferocity bewilders me. I'm such a violent, gleeful laugher, so I'm not depressed clinically, I explain to my poor doctor, as he goes through his checklist responsibly, as if I were an airplane he has to safely clear for takeoff. You know, I mean, that's it's just yeah, like, again, it's stunning. You know? so like, I wild. Mean, I mean, I, I, th- I think that when we first were getting our poetry, you know, like, you know, we, we weren't really sure, like, what to do with it. And, like, yeah. now that I've been reading the poetry we've been, like, posting, like, I have a much better sort of, like, yeah, I, I still com- got a comprehension, you know, learn, like, but I'm, I'm, you, know? I, you know what, they, it has my attention. Yeah, it, dude, it definitely <laughs> has my attention, man, and, like, that's why we're talking about it right yeah. now, you know, so, you know, all you poets out there, you know, you know, you writers and wordsmiths, if you got something you want to share, please, you know, we'd love to, see, love to take a look. So, what else? We, um, we, uh, recently, we published, um, multiple articles about, uh, the Donald. I didn't. I didn't want yes. it. I, I know. Uh, when, I know. When, like initially, when this whole thing with him running for right. office that came and like, like it's it is it is so interesting and so it's you a know, circus. It's a circus you and know? it's it's hard to look away from. And like I was like, you know, I had a couple articles in mind I want to write myself. Yeah. Um. And I was like, I'm not gonna do it. I um. That's what he wants. Right. <laughs> he wants right. your attention. I'm not right. gonna do it. But then. Um, Alan Fox, who he's, he's, he's not only wrote an article for us before, he's, um, he's a comedian, he's an actor, he's a writer. He's he did a great TED Talk. Very, uh, he did an awesome TED Talk. Multi, to multi-talented, but he was on our, um, he was on Beyond the Margin, this podcast, uh, two times ago, and he's 
he's a friend of Across the Margin uh, for sure. He he went to um, uh, court one day. Uh, he had jury duty. Yeah. Uh, I believe Kings County Courthouse, downtown Brooklyn, down the street from us here, you know, and uh, his jury duty summons date happened to coincide with the Donald's yeah. um, jury duty summons date too. So he had the, I guess, the privilege or the honor, maybe the Donald would think of it that way, of um, going to jury, jury duty. And I, I've been to this jury duty it, yeah. at the Kings County Courthouse. It's a enormous, like, 400-seat room that you just was it, sit it, in. Was, it wasn't downtown Manhattan? Or was it? I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I could be wrong. You know, yeah, like, I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe it was downtown Manhattan. Yeah. But either way, but either way, a huge It's a huge room. And, and, these, like, and these people just, like, didn't sit in Didn't room. Donald not off? Because uh, Alan did write a piece about it. Right. Didn't he fall? Like, was he like, sitting there? Like, I, I wish I could tell you I remember that, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, but all um, I really took away from it was the fact that it was just a spectacle, you know? And, yeah. And Alan happened to be... The only coincidence was he was in the same room with Donald Trump. Yeah. But because of that, he was put on TV. He was. He ended up on CNN. Ended up on CNN. <laughs> this, I watched his lyrics. I think we have a, a link to it on our yeah. article. Yeah. Uh, he was on TV, and they were just asking him these fucking bullshit questions about Donald Trump at jury duty, and he didn't even talk to the guy. He, I barely even saw him. He, so yeah, I mean, he like, makes it clear in the yeah. um, article that he, yeah. like, the guy, the producer of the show, was yeah. like, what the fuck are we talking yeah, to you right, for? Exactly. He's like, I don't, what, what exactly. are you talking to me for? Yeah. Like, yeah. They both couldn't understand, right. but they... They went ahead with the story anyways. But they, it, it opened the floodgates to, to us talking about Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, actually, and then I was like... We had to share that story. You, you had know? to share that story and like... It's a first person it account of Jerry Duty with Donald it, Trump. And Alan's, Alan's a fun writer. Yeah, it's exactly. very entertaining. It's funny as hell, yeah. So then I was thinking, I'm like, all right, we, we've done Donald. All right. I can write about Donald. Right. And um, I wrote a piece. It's, it's called It's Funny Until It's Not, right. which was... Uh, it was basically just a warning. Like... Okay, this is this is funny stuff. This like it's funny. Right. Like he, but politics he says, shouldn't be funny. In, in, you know? in, that's in, like, but like it's so early in the race. Like I get it. Yeah. I get the circus. I understand why people. Right. But like, it's it reaches a point where this it's, it's it all matters too much. Right. For some someone, uh, you know, a misogynistic, self indulgent. You know, right. just just I mean, racist. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yep. not saying yeah. that, that that that's no good anymore. So right. I think I, I I kind of, you know, in a tongue in cheek sort yeah. of way, where I put a put a date. Yeah. I think it was the end of October. Yeah. I'm like, look, we can right. enjoy this till the end right. of October. I mean, like, I mean, like he's. I, I think he's perishable. I mean, like, you know, he can't yeah. continue to share the stage with these people who are actual politicians who actually yeah. care. You know, I mean, like, most of these um fringe uh, um. Candidates are yeah. though, like, yeah. Some of them are trying to drop out is... too, you know. Like, but they're just in there to shake things up to, like, you know, yeah. get people, get people that's thinking. Good. You know? I mean, you know, we do. That's know, people do want change, but like, it's 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 pretty. It's it's like every four years, you, yeah. these people do exist. This, right. He seems a little louder right. than, than usual. Yeah. You know, he's you know, he's he's like a obnoxious version of Nader or I mean, something. But. some people say that Americans are obnoxious, you know, well, so maybe there's some people well, that's, who I think that's what I was, you know, I, was, like, I was getting at, That's what the national too. consciousness is drifting towards, like yeah. obnoxious, selfish, you know, purpose-driven behavior. Who, who cares, cares about what you? we say, yeah. it's, you know? Yeah. It, it, but, I mean, isn't, that's, that's a problem because, like, yeah. he can't, we're better than that. Yeah, we he are. can't represent. He, he, like he, yeah. That's not who we, we are. Not. He's got a big microphone and yeah. lots of cameras on him, so he's going to dominate the cycle. It's like the... 
we're not that. It's like the fucking Kardashian is being famous for nothing, you know? Like, he's famous for being a fucking blowhard, you know? And, like, and just, I mean, I was watching the first Republican. um, I've been watching them all. I'm very ashamed of this. Yeah, I watched them all too, Mike. That one, um, where there was the Fox News, the yeah. first one they did it, and yeah. I can't remember the. The second was CNN name. at the Ronald Reagan Library. The name, yeah. uh, the, the woman, and oh, yeah. she asked him about, and, and he said, yeah. "I don't have." His answer for a misogynistic comment was, yeah. "I don't have time for political correctness." Right. right. And like, 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 and, and somehow he got past that. Like, oh, and, yeah. And uh, so the, most, and, the person who wants the job of most powerful man in the world doesn't yeah. have time for political correctness. Time for like, time for choosing his words correctly. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I was um, that, that had me thinking a lot, especially. Did, I don't know if you saw Jerry um, Jerry Seinfeld came out recently. And he was talking about how he doesn't play colleges. Okay. He doesn't okay. perform at colleges, yeah. and his reason is he's fed up, like fully fed up with um, uh, political correctness at colleges. Uh, Let's see. I feel like I have a quote around here. So it's not as like um, uh, I don't I don't go near colleges. They're so PC. Yeah, right. That's what they, you said. Um, they they just they just want to use these words. That's racist. That's sexist. That's prejudice. Right. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Um, and and I remember when he said that, like I got you know I had, I had his back. I was like that is. You know, there is too much political correctness. It's right. not, you know, comedians are right. just joking. Um, I, can I can understand not having time for it, but don't insult people and hurt them yeah. and, like, be rude and then, you know, demean whole groups of people. Yeah, sure. Because you don't have time for the correctness. I mean, there's, 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 there's more than one road, you know? I mean, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit out of hand, I think, all this political correctness, but it doesn't mean that it should be taken back some. It doesn't mean that you, ha- you can't, like, not... Incorporate it into your no, I mean, daily I'm, life. You know, that's, I mean, that's, I you need to be that's, sensitive. You that's know? that. Well, that's where I'm going, and 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 because, like I said, initially I was like, absolutely, I want to fucking chill out. Yeah, right. But then Sarah Silverman recently responded to Jerry's comments, and it actually kind of like blew my mind. And uh-huh. it's very, very, you know, it, it's 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 nothing crazy that she said, but right. it was um, I it she she said. What he's saying is kind of. It sounds like he's being old. It's. It's. Uh, I think it's a sign of being old if you're put off by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to listen to college age kids because they lead the revolution. Right. But she went on to use an example that I was very impressed with. She was like, "Look, there's like say our grandparents, they held on to like the word like colored right for a while. Like I'm sure. going to use the word colored. No one can tell me I can't use the word colored." That's what I mean. That is not what Jerry sounds like. Yeah. No, no one can say. So she actually stopped using the word gay. Yeah, like she, she ever like a faggot or something like yeah. of that nature. Like she was like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna listen. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to the younger age kids. Yeah. And that I don't know that kind of. Whereas Louis C.K. who says faggot all the time on stage, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. Like, you know, but, but um, you know what? I would just say that Jerry Seinfeld doesn't have to, doesn't have to play at college. He can play yeah. the small music venue <laughs> yeah. in the college town, yeah. which doesn't fucking care about the, the DC. He just wants his money. So I mean, like, you know, do what he wants. Yeah, I mean, it's an inter- interesting thing, the political yeah. Uh, yeah. conversation. But um, right. yeah, but uh, maybe to, to circle back to Trump, like, yeah, yeah no, but you're fucking candidate. He's got a precious date, I think. You know, on him, you know. So. I, th- I think we're getting. I think we're getting close. Yeah. To that. yeah. So, luckily, we don't have to worry about too many more articles there. Great. Maybe. Great. I've already. I think two is enough. You two know? is enough. I mean, you know? I'm it. looking forward to uh, us covering the presidential debates, and I'm hoping to God that he is not 
the Republican side because feel the burn, I, I don't know guys. if I want to cover it, man, you know? Feel because, the burn. I want to write a lot about Bernie coming yeah. up if all goes all goes well. So, uh, more. What else? Cross my, uh You know what we've had a real cool flux of um, is fiction submissions. Right. And I haven't got a chance personally to write much fiction lately. Either of I, Mike. And that you know? bothers me. Yeah, it bothers me too. I'm it's a actually, little backed up. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it, 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 it's the most arduous thing for me to write and I, I feel like that's why it gets put off because it, it's, yeah. I, I really need to give myself over but I love it. It's yeah. my favorite thing to write. I love it too. And, but then it's, then, then at the same time, it's my favorite thing to read and so that's yeah. like, when the, we, we got a nice slew of fiction yeah. submissions recently, yeah. it was pretty special. Uh, I, I think, you know, we, we have, we have a, um, continuous submissions from like uh, Frederick Foote but uh, The Flaming Menorah by Richard Fulco I thought that was oh that was special. great yeah yeah. Uh, there, there was there was some nice mayhem in yeah. that like. Th- that was a nice story taking place in Christmas being published in the summer yeah, I thought that was I thought that was great yeah. you know like yeah, yeah no, season I like piece, that. you know it was great no because his imagery was was, was, was excellent especially I won't give away the end but towards the end when there is um there is something flaming, and it is uh, the holiday season. Yeah, definitely. yeah, the flaming menorah. That was a really good. That was a really good short story. I really, um, really liked just, that one. Yeah, absolutely. Just this week, we did. Uh, we published uh, "Finding Naveen" by Laura uh, Frome. Yeah, that was Frome. great. That was great. Yeah, uh, we both loved that. Yeah, I, I loved it. You know, I, I thought it was um, really well written. There was an ease to reading it. You know, and I, I really liked how. Um, you know, it just seemed like it was just like full of these little tiny insights about life, you know, and it was sort of, sort of narrated from the perspective of this, you know, this, you know, third person narrator kind of drifting through the lives of these different individuals, you know, um, um, t- took place in Connecticut, I think, you know, um, uh, outside, outside of the city, you know, um, yeah, I could relate to a lot of the yeah, scenarios. Yeah, from, yeah, me too. Yeah. That. And, um, you know, tri- it, it kind of, area. yeah, it, it, I love the dialogue. The dialogue was great. The dialogue, dialogue was, was great. Um, and it, it really kind of seemed like it was this tale about like commingled, like shared heartache, you know, it sort of all evolved around these men who were all sort of like spurned by this one woman, you know, you, you know, theme, I get to thinking, um, another piece that we published probably a week prior to that was, um, a bouquet of daisies by Robert, uh, Levin. Who's a hell hell of a writer as Very well? Good, yes, I almost just corrected myself. It said heck, like I was in like the the. It's a fucking great, children. fucking great writer, Mike. You know, <laughs> I've been. I, I swear on everything, and I almost just pulled back from hell to heck right there. Um, he's, he's he's another great writer, and I was thinking about both of those pieces. Yeah. how they they both kind of show like the the danger, the maliciousness that can be involved in love. Like right, like you really cannot help who you fall in love with. Right. You, 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 I mean, for better and in these cases, worse, right. you can't help who yeah. you love. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it happens. And I, love I, hurts I, sometimes, I, you know? I, I hurts a lot sometimes. just got caught up today yeah. when I was thinking about both those pieces, like, that they both have that same sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. not moral, but like, it just, that's intertwined into right. both those stories. And, and I, I liked his, because it was, remind me, is that the one that was sort of told as it was like a, like a, a newspaper account or something like yes. that. It was like, yeah, it was like it was a unique way of presenting a short story. Yeah. It was almost like it was um, you could be reading it, was, it in a magazine. It was like an essay totally. about a couple, you know, like Absolutely. as opposed to like a story. It's yeah, because like, uh, there there was a criminal case involved. There was like a lot of reveals. It was yeah. it, it was. Um, it's almost like you could read it and like, and like 
the New Yorker or something like yeah. that, you know, like, no, you know, that's, um, it's, it's, I mean, but it's, but it's a short story, you know, yeah. like, and I, I really like that, you know, um, I was, so, I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I was, I was very proud. So right. that's, those are, yeah, two really good short, short, short stories recently, Finding the, uh, Naveen, Naveen and what was the one you just said? That was bo- a, book, a Bookie of Daisies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely check those out. Yeah. There's, you know, there's those a whole great. bunch of, there's a whole bunch more, yeah. Of, uh, fiction yeah. recently. That's just, I, like, honestly, like I'm saying, uh, incredibly proud to publish so I mean we originally you, set out Richard you know Laura Robert all you guys Frederick um, it, just to jump in for a second you know I, I know that we really like fi- to do fiction you know I mean like we like telling stories yeah. you know and like you know I feel like you know everything else is great but I mean you know personally I, I love the stories you know I love sitting down with a short story and just like getting lost in somebody's world you know and like it's great you know because it's accessible well, you know the, a book the, is longer but a little short story, some flash fiction, man. I, 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 the, I love the that. The escapism is fantastic. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's the thing. You don't always have yeah. time to get lost in right. a novel. And, right. and um, that's what, that's what right. we definitely provide that, that, right. that, that chance to, to yeah. journey into someone else's mind. Right. And, and even long around. form fiction has a home here with us, you know? Oh, like no question. 5,000, yeah. 10,000 words, you know, stories. I mean, like, uh, we love it. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, whatever. We, we, yeah. we got, we, it's, it's, whole bunch of everything an entire book released one chapter a week I mean you know like that's, 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 you know, we, sky's, we might, sky's the limit Mike we might have something coming for All you right. there I love it um, Doug Grant one of our uh, contributing editors yes. we, he he disappeared on us for a while uh, yes and um, <laughs> I, we you know we, we're in constant contact obviously with him being such a big part across the margin and then we weren't and uh, we weren't sure why we knew he was traveling a little bit we heard right. we you know the the rumors you know bit of a, came our way douglas on the west coast uh in california yeah, so we did a bit of an east coast adventure yeah you know not including um, here didn't come to see us in new york city <laughs> we're not better than that it's okay um, it's okay so we really didn't find out exactly what he was doing until we uh we were privy to an article he wrote when he returned to civilization uh called doug's um digital cleanse uh, and it was all about him getting off the grid and what it meant to him. And, and it, it it sounded very refreshing, but um, what what really got me was he was guilt-ridden the whole yeah. time because, like, yeah. he wasn't responding. You know, yeah. we get all these emails, we get all these calls the whole yeah. time, and, you know, people will be like... People get fuck? hurt these days in this, in this age of constant contact. Yeah. I mean, like... People take it personally if you don't write them back. And he after knew that. Day. And he yeah. knew. So he was doing right. this for himself. Right. This like this this releasing into right. his, in, his digital cleanse. His, his digital. It, I, I love that yes. artwork you made for that. Yeah, self imposed. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he, I can understand it. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes I hate the fact that I last thing I do before I go to bed is look at my phone. The first yeah. thing I do when I wake up is the same thing. You know. I I feel I'm still in a strange spot, and I know it changes for everybody all the time. Like I. I don't know. When I like even when I go on vacation, I think I'm addicted to information. I'm sure. addicted to uh, reading, to reading in general, whether it's just stories about what's going on. Like I, it's a form of escapism. Nothing yeah, wrong. Yeah, I that. just I like I even when I'm like away or like when I'm supposed to be like, hey, you're supposed to be enjoying this. Like I don't like completely checking out. Yeah. Like I because yeah. I, I I guess. I've convinced myself that I don't have a problem when it right. comes to like, like, and I do. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's been around me knows I check my phone a little bit too much. But like, I there's so much information information that I'm like, sure. I just I just love getting all you know 
Maybe yeah, we should I'm always doing, even when I'm looking at my phone. I'm not fucking. I'm not always looking at face. I'm. I'm like reading stories. Yeah. I'm reading art. I'm reading the Times. Like reading the New Yorker. I mean, I, like, I, I write on my phone. I write stories yeah. on my phone. I write articles on my phone. I mean, because it's it's in my hand and I can write quickly, yeah. you know, and easily. But that's you know, amazing. You do that. Yeah. You should see my notepad on my iPhone. It's got like a thousand <laughs> articles in it. You know, like. Um, but you know, maybe we should all take a page from Doug's book. Maybe it's good every now and then to, yeah. just, to tune out. You know, I mean. Once a year, I go. I think I would be like an addict, like yeah. shivering in the corner, like yo, you gotta give it to me. You, you know, gotta it's, give it's not so bad. You know, like I, I, I would tell you in my own personal experience. Once a year, I go out on the Appalachian Trail and I hike it with a good friend of mine, and I do like a long weekend, um, three, four days, and I don't bring my phone with me. What like? And uh, are you doing different parts of the Appalachian Trail? Uh, yeah, so to... like, so like me, me and my good friend, um, uh, we are trying to hike. Steve Clafty. Yeah, hike I'll Steve Clafty. I went. I grew up with him. Went to high school with him. Went to college with him. Um, we're trying to hike the entire Appalachian Trail. And we're trying to do it like piece by piece. And, of course. Where are you? Where, where did you start? We, did you start we've from the done south? Connecticut and Massachusetts. Are you, done, are you doing like just piecemeal? Like you're yeah. not like you didn't, yeah. didn't start and like we're doing like forty to fifty mile chunks every year. But know? like not in consecutive. Yeah, I mean, we lived in Connecticut for a while in New York, so we were doing what was immediately drivable to us. But eventually, we have to start like flying and traveling to places. Yeah. Well, actually, Steve lives in New Orleans now, so he's got to start flying. But anyway, the point is that like I tune out, you know, like I get lost in the woods, you know, and like you know, I kiss my wife goodbye, you know, and uh, I come back and. When I turn my phone back on and I get in the car after all that time in the woods, it just blows up and like explodes on me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so, so I, lately I've been like making a point of like telling my friends being like, Hey, I'm going to be on the Appalachian trail for three days. Like I will well, be able to get in touch with you. So see you well, in a little fu- bit. It's, it's funny you, you say know? that. And it's um, kind of crazy. I have to live like, with like a calling card, like a message. Yeah. Like, you know, Chris Thompson isn't available right now. You well, know? That, well that, I mean, if, if you recall the end of Doug's digital cleanse, yeah. his regret was that he didn't do a better job preparing. Right. His world, the people right. in his world for his right. his his, his, his journey. I mean, you do that when you go on vacation at work. Like you know, I, I make my emails say like I will be out of the office, and yeah. you know, like how do you do that for your life? Yeah, you know, I mean, like, like I mean, it's almost like narcissistic <laughs> if you start right. like you start emailing all your friends like, yeah. yo, man, just so you know. Yeah. I'm not going to be around the next... Like, you're going to get back, like, cool, FYI, whatever. FYI, bro, you know, like, I'm going to be, like, off the grid for four days. Yeah, so, good, like, deal good, with it, good, you know? Yeah, thanks for rubbing in your yeah. vacation. Yeah, Appreciate thanks. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, go the other way, yeah. No, but that know, was man. his regret. Like, he's just yeah. like, I wish I was able to let people know that I wasn't going to be yeah. getting back or... He's a modern man. We, he's a modern man. Yeah, and, and, and Doug, we understand why you were gone. Yeah, and, we get and it, Doug. We don't understand why you didn't visit. Um... But, but, Doug, I do need to thank you. Um, while we're talking about that, Doug wrote a piece a long time ago that actually came around recently to really help me. I had um, this weird thing happen to me recently where um, I thought I was having, like, a full-on heart attack. Like, for real. Like, like, like my chest was, like, pounding, mm-hmm. like... Like, my arm hurt, yeah. like, the whole thing. It's intense. And, like, breathing about to pass out, whatever, it passed, but, like, there's something was still lingering. Right. I ended up going on vacation uh, about a week later. While I'm on vacation, the same thing mm-hmm. starts happening. Like, like again, I'm like, I am having a fucking heart attack. You didn't go on WebMD, did you? I did not. Good, but like, good. Like, but I already know, like, your symptoms in my mind. Yeah. Your, your heart fucking, your left arm. Yeah. I think, I think... I, you're you starting know, to feed back on yourself and making your yeah, arm exactly. I made my yeah. arm numb is what I think. The mind's powerful thing, buddy. Very powerful, and 
So I go to a doctor when I, I get back from vacation, and right. I'm like, I think I'm having a heart attack, like right. all the time. Right. And and uh, and, but I also know that it might be anxiety. Like mm-hmm. I like, um, you know, I've, I've been thinking through very, you know, clearly. Like I, you know, there's physical reasons. There's actually genetic things, and you know, my family with heart disease. So like, then I'm thinking, but then I'm like, I'm in my thirties. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, and so I did all the tests. I had a EKG. Yeah. I did, you know, whatever. I'm going to go through the process. Yeah, I want to know. It felt like I was having a right. fucking heart attack. Definitely was an anxiety attack. Sure. Like, 100% anxiety attack. And, uh... And your tests were all, like, great, right? You got a oh, my heart. heart like, so I'm fine, man. I'm fine. Like, way, way fine. But, like, and they... Thank you, doctors at, uh, I, I can't think of the name. They were all, they all placated me pretty great, good. Great. They're like, yeah, we'll check you out. They're like, probably talking to each other, yo. Yeah. He's, he's got some serious anxiety. But, um, but the thing with me, I, the reason I went through all those tests, I never had, uh, like, I don't worry. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't worry about things I should, re- I should worry about. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty calm. But like, it, the more I learn about this whole thing, that's not what it's about. Yeah. This, it's, it's pretty complex. Anxiety, and that's why I'll bring it back to Doug. Is like, I, I mean, I read his, I like the first line of uh, his article about his anxiety. What are you? It's the article's entitled "What uh, What Are You Afraid Of?" The first line is the first time it happened. I thought I was having a heart attack. Right, and then right. everything he described after that was everything I went through. Sure. And and like, first off, knowing anytime. You know you're not alone. I mean, it's pretty awesome. That's that's. I mean, that's cathartic in its own way. And it's funny. I remember going out uh, right around that time. I read the article and I was starting to come to grips with what it was that happened. I went to. Uh, have you been to Other Half Brewery yes. down in Guanas? How yes. amazing is that? That's by amazing. the way, yes. Let's um, go there soon. So I'm sitting there with two friends, and I bring this up. I need to talk about it. I I, I like they dude. I. I look over at one friend and you know I'm saying this and he goes did you pass out he's like when I passed out that was the craziest thing so yeah. right away yeah. he knows what the hell you know knows what's going on and then I turned to the other one and he's like he's like he's like he, he, he's like what this just started for you <laughs> like and so like I'm surrounded by like yeah. three people and I'm like that like was amazing and that's what Doug's great. power of Doug's yeah. things I was just yeah. like wow and I still, I haven't really had it since. I, 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 I guess some now that I'm like aware of what happened. You have that peace of mind. Yeah, but like it was really, it, it's it, there's there's power, and I guess that's why there's so much power in word is, uh, you know, reading about other people's problems that relate to yours yeah. is, is powerful. It's great. So it that, makes you feel not so much alone, you know. Yeah, like, and I, uh, I, I listening to you say that it's it's like you're speaking my words you know like yeah. a, a, a year and a half ago I had something very similar I, I didn't feel like I had a heart attack but for like a month my heart was just like every now and then like skipping a beat and I was like <laughs> what the hell is going on you know I just and laughed like, like, yeah like, it's crazy <laughs> man. it's a weird feeling to have no, it, you it's know? And messed like, up and like, like I was I was under a lot of stress me and my wife were trying to get pregnant you know mm-hmm. and like Eventually, I just went to a doctor. I was like, what the hell is going on, you know? And, like, I had all the tests and everything, and everything was fine, you know? I was just super stressed out, man. Yeah. Like, I, I was spread very thin in my life, and, like, I started doing meditation. Like, I started using some, like, essential oils that helped, like, lavender, helped me relax, and peppermint doing, oil. Is that and, the like, oils that, um, 
that, that like uh, they go into the, the air. What's yeah. the machine called? Uh, it is a diffuser. It's a diffusing machine. It diffuses. I, I brought that up because they're aromatherapy. Yeah. No, I'm it's great though, man. Like it, it, no, I, I mean I asked because I, I'm interested. Like well, I, I realize I don't see myself doing it. I realize I should. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should, man. Oh, and now I'm very pro oil. You know. Um, what are the best? What's your favorite oil? Uh, lavender is amazing for going to bed, man. Um, Does it put you out? Oh, yeah, it knocks me right out, dude. It's, it's, it's so good, dude. Um, peppermint, when you have a headache, when you have a migraine, I put yeah. a little peppermint on my forehead. Forget headache it. goes right away. <laughs> uh, like lemon and lemongrass and grapefruit, man, and like liven up the room, like some joy. There's a joy, there's an oil called joy. There's like... Wait, no, is that a real... That's just the name of... It's like uh, a blend, you know? Okay, like, like that's When you're feeling thick, thie- sick, thieves works really well. It's like a natural, like, antimicrobial, antibiotic, like, okay. you know, like, it's all... It's great, man. Like, but it's, I discovered this world, like, um, um, just through, like, uh, some friends and then just through, like, trying, Everyone, to, trying know, to deal with, like, my, my anxiety, you know? Yeah, and, like, I know a bunch of people... I wasn't sick. ...who swear yeah. by this sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, I swear by it. Yeah. I swear by it now. I mean, it's, it's part of my lifestyle now. Um... I think I need things like that. You, you, I mean, <laughs> I I'll, 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 I'll get like you a starter set. You'll never look back. Young Living, they're, yeah. they're a great company. I think I need um, more things like this. In, you know. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's great. Now the joke in my house is every time something goes on, my wife's just like, "Oh, there's an oil for that," you know. So and then she finds <laughs> it. You know, like. There's, that from, that. Uh, there's uh, something for that. Yeah, that yeah, play I know, some joke. I feel like that joke is as old as yeah. like, time, you know? Like, uh, a, you know, um, there's, uh, but, uh, there's it, a, uh, it used to be Guinness for health, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now it's just oil for health, you know? But the whole point is, Mike, I, I was trying to get back to you, is that, like, I thought I was alone, too. I thought I was, like, having a heart attack. I yeah. thought I was, like, my, my heart is failing me. And then, like, the, the guy was like, have you considered that maybe it's all in your head, you yeah. know? And then, like, I was like, well, that, I mean, maybe it is, you know? What it comes and back then, to, like, the since... Yeah. I have realized that it was. Yeah, I haven't had that issue. Right, like it's like it's amazing how powerful your mind is. Your mind can almost make you sick, dude. You know? How physical the reaction, especially the first time yeah. it happened. How physical it was, and how scared I was. Was you feel alone, like, dude. Like, you feel I felt like alone. I was gonna die. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna it's die like, right now. Like, I, honestly, yeah. I'm laying in bed. I was, I was at home. I was working from home. Yeah. I had the phone with nine in one <laughs> dial. This is I'm sorry if I'm laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> no, it's funny now. It's funny. Just, it's like, imagine it's funny. I think a lot of I think like a lot yeah. of people listening are also going to right, guys. realize and they they're laughing yeah. too. Like right. it, it, it not anxiety is is a serious thing and so is like any anything that leads to panic attacks, yeah. but um There's know, ways I'll be, to treat I'll be it, damned you know, if I'm like, not gonna laugh, that's you know? for certain. I sit in the subway, like, I close my eyes sometimes, I just meditate, you know, like, try and, like, focus Meditation, a little bit. Meditation, this is, I mean, not, it's, I feel it's like hard, we're going man, off but it takes time. Thing, but, like, I, like, I think I could use that in my yeah. life. I think I, like, I could I'll get you some barely ma- sit I'll get, still, yeah. like. I'll get you some mala beads, you can just sage thing, yeah, you know. I can, I, I wish this fine, all man. could be You know what it is? You, you, you know what I always think of is, um, Fight Club, when, uh, he, he goes to his, uh, Ed Norton goes into his mind to his sort of like his spirit animal and it's a penguin and it says, and it says slide. Slide. You know? And like I always just think about that, you know? Well, like, he's, he's definitely the model. <laughs> yeah. Ed Norton didn't fight the He's not the one I'm trying to the model, model I'm trying to health. deal with my anxiety, <laughs> but uh, it's fun to sort of imagine a penguin in my head in a cave, snowy cave, sliding, yeah. you know? Slide. Just well, going I mean, just slide, the word you know? slide, that's like yeah. a mantra, slide. Yeah, you know? Slide. So I'm taking a page out of a. Uh, slide. Chuck Palachuk's uh, yeah. novel. Um, <laughs> what you're looking for to Chuck Palachuk for mental health is just... Oils and Fight Club is what I use to yeah. deal with my anxiety. 
But um, uh, anyway, <laughs> I feel like we're going on a huge tangent there, but. Um, no, that's uh, it's well, you know, that's what that's what across the that's beyond the, power the of writing, margin, man, you know, unhinged like, is all about. Yeah. We get to uh, we thank get you, to Doug, do, for we sharing. We get to do things like that. Thank yeah. you, Doug. Thanks, yeah. Doug. Um, I feel uh, I, I, I watched the news before you came over, and um, God bless you. I you know I, I actually watch the news a lot, as, as much as ridiculous as it is, and I watch like the American news, <laughs> like not not local. Like that's network, much better. Network. I, 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 we're, yeah. we're, we're NBC people over right. here. Okay. But um, I felt like it was a particularly strong day for public shaming. Um, not like every day is pretty much a big day for public mm. shaming. Even and, when the Pope's in America. Well, the Pope's involved. The Pope was shaming, and and I'm glad you said the Pope, the Pope was shaming basically people who don't believe in climate change. Okay. Which is yeah the best thing in my mind about I love this it. Pope. Go ahead, Pope, whatever your name is. Um, do you know his name? I, I should know his name. His name's the Pope. Yeah, he's the Pope. No, but Pope. <laughs> Pope but, uh, he, was all, and he was also, like, um, you know, discussing immigration at, at length. Uh, you know, all, everyone who's, who's, you know, so anti these wall builders uh-huh. and, and whatnot. He was, so, yeah, the Pope, the Pope was here. I actually, I was wondering how far he would go with his shaming because... Mm-hmm. You know, we are, um, he's in America and, he, and yeah. he has made statements against, you know, our, 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 our monetary systems and how we do things. And, I, right. you know, I was hoping he would definitely bust on capitalism a little bit and, you know, I don't know. But the, you know, uh, it, Mike, the, the day is still young. So the he's, day's, he's, 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 he's coming gonna, here. He's coming, he's coming here tomorrow, tomorrow to yeah. fuck up my commute into work. I'll tell you that much, well, man. That's, like, well, the whole UN thing. Things, things are intense around here. All yeah. the UN things are happening. Yeah. The UN uh, is... The meetings in the UN are happening He's, right he's now. speaking at the UN General Assembly, but he's also giving uh, a speech at Madison Square Garden. And then Obama's... Uh, come, I think he's uh, here this... I don't know about the schedule personally. I, I just made that up. Like, yeah, yeah, sounds Obama's sounds here. like Obama should be involved. Everybody's here. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is no. Yeah. Well, because I mean, the, you look out our window. I out my window. You can actually see over. Yeah. There's boats like yeah. on the East River, just like going back I, and forth. I was at 42nd Street Bryant Park by the New York Public Library, getting out of subway station, um, and there was like a dozen heavily armed SWAT guys with attack dogs. Yo, they, and they, and, and they it was like a Tuesday. Real. Yeah, you know, was like, you're looking at this guy it's like... It's 8.30 with, at night on a Tuesday. What looking the at this guy with like, he's got like, he's, you know, bulletproof ass, the yeah. guns out. You're like, and like, that's, you're like it's a Tuesday. Yeah. And it's, this it's, wasn't it's, your regular like New York City square SWAT, scare SWAT. This was like higher level SWAT yeah. shit. Like SWAT, oh, they're, they're not playing SWAT. over there. Yeah, I keep playing. calling them SWAT. I mean SWAT. SWAT. Special yeah. weapons and tactics. But anyway. So the um, shaming. So also right. they uh, a lot more of the continuation of uh, Ben Carson and all his racist right. Muslim comments. Right. I like a that Muslim everyone's... Muslim should never be president? What the fuck? What the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> like, what does I, I, mean? I, this what does my, it mean, dude? This isn't my words, but like if someone's like, dude, he's really making... Making, you know... Uh, it, it's so... Crazy how dumb a brain surgeon can yeah. be. Like, I kind of liked him for a little while. Like, I hate to admit it. He's like he's he chooses his words very wisely. He I really only like speaks how, what he wants to say. You know say. what I like about him? I like how soft spoken he is. I think, I think I just like his <laughs> delivery. It's, it's like I think I just like want comic. him to read me bedtime stories. No, then, I think like, I want him to. Just, no, but then yeah. like at first I was like, yo, this guy's like, how? and then like you're like, holy, like he is the worst of yeah. of all. The, he's like the scariest. He believes in tithings. Yes. Like, no, he is the worst of all those. He wants everybody to pay 10% of their salary 
paid back to the government. So scary, dude. Flat ten percent, <laughs> like like the Bible tithings. But he doesn't want a Muslim as president. Like it's like he's picking and choosing his religious what? rules. Like uh, fuck. Anyway, um, anyway. And then this is kind of like a gawker story. Did you perchance see the guy? Uh, in Brooklyn, yelling at another. Yeah, Brooklyn. I read today. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> who who said he's like white privilege? I, he was yelling at them about white privilege. I don't know what that was because that was kind of a white on white yelling situation. But then he he went ahead and claimed that he settled Brooklyn. Yeah, right. Which was just yeah unbelievable. He said, "I settled Brooklyn, so idiots like you can live here." He was basically saying, "Thank you, you know, you need to thank me for making yeah. this neighborhood right. safe for gentrifying. Right. I gentrified right. this, like whatever." That Did you swear on the comments? Thing? I don't know. There was a great comment. The guy was like, "I wonder when he settled. Was it was it in the 1980s when yeah. the Koreans came here? The, was it the 1890s?" Well, the word then, settled, yeah. like it just automatically brings you to yeah. the time of when really yeah. people were settled. Was it the 1400s when the Mohawk Indians were here? Yeah. Like, when, when, when did you settle Brooklyn? Like, let's just, be serious. I mean, I'm My sorry favorite line from the video dwelling was he, on this uh, trivial thing, but like that, that was, he also was dangerous. Like, yeah. he said he, he um, threatening, and like, he said he family. fights for a living. Yeah. Like, no, he, and he said, he said, I beat up babies like you for a living baby or something like that. I think you just quoted it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't even know why I have that in my mind. Like, but, uh, that's just my memory, but uh, and then he says something like that. The that's Brooklyn for you, man. Most biggest and most important uh, public shaming of this this uh, very prevalent public shaming day was um, the 32 year old CEO of uh, I think it's Turing Pharmaceuticals. Turing Pharmaceuticals, yes, he's a venture capitalist. Fuck this guy! Like, he's a fucking right. dipshit. So I don't know. How I feel about like the the, you know how omnipresent this public shaming thing is. Sure. Like I think there's just so much ridiculous judgment out there. Right. People should chill. Everyone's just you know. Everyone's got opinions. Yeah, and it just it just seems like a lot. Like yeah. like I, I don't mean to defend her, but like say that girl member who flew over and said, made some joke about like the AIDS and oh, Africa. Wait, yeah. Fucked up. There's right. a fucked up joke. Bad she taste. Was, Bad taste. She was just making a joke. She got fired, but I mean, yeah, like, well, she, she shouldn't have made the deserved. joke. I think she's doing fine now, yeah. but like, that was just about like the public shaming rap yeah. that came on her. I, I mean, she, I, she didn't fight back. This well, guy's. I mean, you can't fight back. I mean, this guy's taking down the whole internet. He's trying and he's losing. He's gonna lose but so this bad. guy is, is like, he's, he's being labeled now as the most hated man in America. And uh, he went ahead and raised a drug that worked. Uh, you know, works. I think it's AIDS and cancer. Isn't AIDS it and cancer. It, it has to do with the fact that people who have AIDS and cancer have compromised immune systems. Yeah. So this drug actually is meant to treat a certain type of, um, like, um, uh, I want to say this guy. So it, 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 it comes up because of the fact that your immune system is down. You get this disease, and because of the fact that your immune system is compromised, cells, so it, it helps to treat this disease okay. that you never get if you have an active immune system. Okay. So when you AIDS is an autoimmune disorder, so it attacks your immune system. Cancer, a lot of times you're given drugs that are meant to um, knock out all your cells, and a lot of times they they kill your immune system. Okay. Before. So basically, these people are very susceptible to anything. That has to do with like a simple cold will yeah. kill you, you know. So, so these this drug is meant to sort of uh, uh, treat a certain disease that arises from having a compromised immune system. So, it sounds pretty important. Yeah, it, it's it's a drug. It's fifty. <laughs> it's, it's like sixty years old. This drug, and but it's gone generic. It's, and it's gone it was, generic. Which well, is good. And, and you know, we're all going to be buying drugs from you know other countries if this crap is happening. So right. he moved it, moved it. Uh, he. Raise the price from thirteen fifty to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Is yeah. that a per pill? 
Per pill. Per pill. So it's about so a fourth. It wasn't just about that. Like, it's like, I think we, we were talking earlier. That happens. People raise the prices on these yeah. type of stocks all the time. So here's the thing. He's I not mean, alone. maybe not that much. Yeah. I watched his first interview after that in the smugness, the way in which he, it, it like responded to the question. Like it was just a simple question. Yeah. I, I forget who was asking. It's arrogance. And, yeah. Are uh, you know people are upset about this? Yeah. They asked. Are you, will you do anything about this? And he was like, no. Yeah. And like the smile, like the, like, uh, pardon the, pray the white, like, privilegy, like, like, arrogant, rich smile that like, ah. Uh. So what I'm saying is public shaming. I don't know about it. Public shaming in this case, let's well go deserved. pile on. I'm, I'm not one for balance, <laughs> but someone just just slapped him across the face. You know I what know. I mean? I, I know, I know. He's doing it wrong. Like, he's not the only person who's doing this. This is like a, 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 a new tried and true method yeah. of making money for yeah. certain people like these patents on these drugs uh, are sold and then they become generic and these companies these companies these venture capitalists are investing in these pharmaceutical companies they're buying these patents and they're jacking up the prices of these sure. pills and he's just the guy who's in the spotlight because he's actually like admitting he's doing it what and he's he, not saying no what like, did he make money like at 1350 like hey guys sitting at the table what if we, um, what if we went fifteen fifty? Right. So another two dollars. I mean, I actually like, read well, an article. I think that's like yeah. really what gets me. Not only yeah. do I think about all the people who need yeah. help for yeah. real from this. Like this shouldn't be thirteen fifty. This should yeah. be fucking, you know, whatever the cost of like yeah. the thing is plus some. Like, like it's not just the people who are so. It's. The greed. Yeah. Like, this is like he, like, it was like Monty Burns. It was yeah, like, it was like yes. the greed. Excellent. The yeah. greed. Well, oh, the thing that. is, Mike, it doesn't cost $13 to make this pill. It probably costs like 2 or $3. And you then know? charge 5 I get it. Do you, <laughs> yeah. you guys know how to make He's already the pill. making money, you know? But here's the other thing. This isn't like millions and millions of people with this particular disease. It, it's a small, it's a niche disease, you know? Yeah. But still, even one person being sick is enough one. to not warrant this price well, range. I mean, like, one life is important, you know? So he's being a dick. He's he's fighting back. Any, any single person who's calling him out, he's sending it right back at them. Yeah. He's going to lose. I mean, well, the, the internet the, never I, forgets, I feel man. like uh, and, the tune has changed some today. He's yeah. actually back. To, I haven't followed it too much, but it sounds like... <laughs> it, he's it, not going to win, man. No, he's already losing. He's already said. He's, like, I think he... The last I heard was something about, like, bringing it down to, like, where he was... Right. Uh, uh, breaking even. Like, right. like, I mean, he's whatever. probably getting death threats he now. Is, like, well, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm coming <laughs> after you, whatever, what, Martin, whatever yeah. your name is. I uh, mean, it, it, listen, Mike, uh, it happened with Ashley Madison. There's hacktivists out there, uh, and they're not hacking because they want money. They're hacking because they have a social agenda, yeah. you know? And their agenda was to call out adulterers. And this, if these hackers... Fr- Fuck friggin', whoever you want. You know, Just like, let people who are sick have their medicine. Right, exactly. Dude. I mean, like, who knows how he's getting threatened, but I bet, you know, he's... Yeah, oh, uh, you know what else? Um, oops, I just... Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Very, like... Uh, you seem excited. I don't want to... Well, no, uh, but, but this guy, because I love music, um, like you, another thing we talk about often at Across the Margin of Music, he has a connection. Like, he used to be in, like, kind of the... Uh, I used to... I think he still has ties, but to rec- the record industry and today collect records... Um, I think he had, like nothing is one band I really like that mm-hmm. that's on collect records. They are just like we can't deal with this guy anymore. So like it, it kind of bled over into music because right. this guy had his hands in the music that's industry great. as well. Yeah. 
Um, he probably was I was thinking proud about to see that. like the music. Well, like that, like that, like yeah, he. He had a certain swagger that he thought he thought he was special. And it's like, I feel like that's the way the internet strikes back. And it's the internet, it's the collective social internet. Like, um, if you do something wrong and you have endorsements, or if you do something wrong and you have people who probably support you, they will refuse to support you, and then all your revenue sources or your power or whatever will dry up and you will be left alone, you know? Like, so... I like that modern sort of template for, for getting people to be held accountable, you know? It's, it, there, there, there's, there's so much good and so much bad yeah. to it. I like, know, I, in I this case, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm able still. to say good, but it's just, it's, it, that's not across the board. What's I mean, his name? What's his name again? <laughs> he probably, name I've been bored. I'd use his first name because I, I just, I hate Paul and Martin. Uh, I, I think I avoided it because I can't say it. Uh, uh, um, Shikrelli? The, that K after that H yeah. is, I, I, I'm a writer. How dare he have a topic. terrible name to spell either? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. he, should, he should get that fixed. Um, so let's, let's, let's start moving towards, oh, no, let's not wind down yet. Um, how about, were you big into the Black, um, the Black Panther? The comic book series? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see who, did you see who's writing the next series? I didn't see it. Coates? Really? Yes, he, uh, the author of Between the World and Me, one of the most prominent and important writers of, uh, about race. Not just about I didn't race. Realize one, that, Mike. That's great. One of the most important writers in America right now is he's writing the next, um, it's a year long Black Panther story. Um, let me see. So, so, for anyone who doesn't know, Black Panther is, he's the first black superhero. He was before Luke Cage and Falcon, yeah, and yeah. he's yeah. the first one. Um, and it's going to be called A Nation Under Our Feet. And that is after the Pulitzer Prize-winning book. Like, that name is uh, after the Pulitzer Prize-winning book about black political struggles in the South. I'm just re- I'm reading this right now. But one thing about the black... It's going to be amazing. Like, I just think that's the perfect pairing, because the Black Panther... That's deep, man. Like, yeah. he is, uh, he wasn't just a superhero. Like, he, he, he was a king. Right. Who was standing up for um, a group of people, uh, Wakandans? Right. I, I think it's pronouncing the name, yeah. It, who, who, I mean, what, what, what they were, they were exploited, they were overly controlled, and, and, and I mean, the, the parallels are just insane. Like, I, I, I think this is just like the most important, like not important, exciting comic book news that's sure. come out in a while. Like it's exciting for you because maybe it could possibly like parallel some of the things that are going well, on yeah, in society I mean, well, with one, stories. One thing and, I love, and I know you do too, about uh, um, these 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 fantastical tales that we we're both in love right. with, is all the political commentary. This this I mean this one is like, it's going to be like in your it's going to be steeped in it. Yeah, yeah. steeped in it exactly, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, it comes out next spring, and then like, when's the movie come? Like, yeah. let's get into it. Like, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a TV series? Or is no, Netflix it's, no, only or something? no. This or? is a comic book. A comic book. I don't know if it's so. It's a reimagining novel. of the original Black Panther, yes. um, and it's going to be written. We don't by have much. More. We do, the yeah. details are. That's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I'm, 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 I'm like privileged to like give you the news because yeah, you're I, kind of my I, source uh, for everything. Um, this <laughs> I actually didn't know that and thank yeah. you for calling out my attention. I look forward to learning more about it. Um, um, that's great. It's I mean, awesome. It's, it's, it's beyond great. It's, it's so cool. Uh, 
I actually one of the books I'm I'm like reading like four books. Yeah. In a, in we'll a, save right, that Black right, Panther right talk for the for the comic book podcast. Yeah. Um, no, no, yeah, no. We have a, we, there's a lot to speak about there, yeah. um, but that's one of the books I'm. I need to just give myself <laughs> over to be, like I'm doing that now. I'm doing this thing where I'm reading like five books at the time. Sounds and, great. It, yeah, it, but like it's funny to see what takes over. Like between the world and he's one of them. Uh, I started um, uh, the Martian Franzen's novel. Well, the Martian's another one. I know yeah. we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, that one's taking over because it's such an easy read. It's a real easy read. It's well, a fascinating read well, too. It's great. Uh, it's you know what I. I there was a point where I was getting like upset about the simplicity of the writing, but like it's so scientific too that like if he were to be like using like overly vivid imagery yeah. plus explaining that science, I think it's cunning, completely yeah. sharp how he is it's, framing this. It's, it's like downplays like the action, so it's just like very simply writing because yeah. he's explaining these like mathematical yeah. concepts that are hard. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, 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 I feel it's like a, it's it's a certain it's like plot driven writing, you yeah. know. Like it's it's there not to give you frills, just to drive the story forward, you know. Yeah. And because you have a small amount of time for it, you know. So yeah. Um, well, yeah. I have, it, it's great though, you know. I'm on the clock though because I have, and I'm gonna knock this off. I finish tonight. It's uh, I have 200 pages. When's the movie come out? October second. Sweet. Done. Um, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that thing where I'm preparing for the movie by it's reading great. the book. I'm it's not, ashamed. not yeah, ashamed. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so, before we go... So you're reading The Martian? You said you're reading Jonathan Francis' book? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm, try- I'm, I'm, I'm about to get into purity. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough balance. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm just like... it's. I, it's, I do this sometimes as writing too. Yeah. Like, I'll have like five articles yeah. that I'm writing. And like the one... That like I'm most passionate about, it's gonna win out. It's yeah. like it's 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 uh it's Darwinism, man. Yeah. Like it's like whatever book it, it grabs me the most is gonna win out, and whatever article I'm writing, like that's the one that I care about the most yeah. is gonna win out. So well, you know, I'm struggling right now is I uh, um, Harper Lee's latest novel. <laughs> You're still uh, doing it. <laughs> go. Go set a watchman came oh, out. And my, my, what, my, what, what I did, my Mike. What, what I did, Mike, is you, you know I said I was gonna reread To Kill a Mockingbird and I did that and then I was going to read uh, go, go Set a Watchman yeah um, I always want to say Go Tell a Watchman go, go Set a Watchman I was reading them back to back and I was going to say alright now this book is informing this book because the last time I read it was in freaking high school you know but right now I'm like one third of the way through Go uh, Tell Go Tell, go tell go a Watchman, tell a watchman. <laughs> I keep saying Go Set Go Tell a Watchman no, and uh, I can't get through it and what I have on my coffee table next to me is a new Star Wars book, uh, Aftermath. And all I want to do is just keep picking it up because I want to read it. Speaking of easy know? reads, I heard uh, that's a breeze. Yeah, yeah. I heard that's I like mean, written down. Like, did they write it for like fifth graders or something? I, I, you know, I'm going to read it. And they will just, you know, so everyone out there knows we've gotten real nerdy. Uh, yeah. We are We're going to do a full Star Wars podcast oh, yeah. um, before that goes down because we have a lot to say yeah. about that. Uh we actually, speaking of, uh, you know, future podcast, we're going to be dropping two more this month. At and, least, uh, yeah. And uh, we're pretty excited uh, about who's coming in here to talk to us. That's, I think that's what I mean. Chris wanted to get unhinged here and just discuss whatever um, that's going on across the margin now because we've got some really cool interviews coming up. So uh, let's start winding her down. And sure. Before I go... Um, I, I do want to say a heartfelt thank you to um, 
everyone who's contributed to us. I know we mentioned a few, and uh, you know we have steady co- contributions from people like um, Art Roche, Ali Burke, uh, Frederick. Fuck, you know, a bunch of people, and, and we're honored by all those. But we also, you know, we get a ton of work sent our way, and um, I know, you know, I know it's a mutually beneficial experience where we have this platform and we're able to share their writing but very much so it's 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 i mean that's the steam that 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 drives the ship yeah and we're it, nothing it, without our content you know and, uh, we're so appreciative it, it it means a lot you i mean it all inspires us and um yeah we had a great summer yeah no know? it's it's, it's yeah. we've had a lot of amazing yeah. stories on on the site as of late and so thank you anyone who's done yeah. that and thank you very much and if you're thinking of it do it and um uh, before we go, uh, I'm going to actually, I've never read a story on the podcast. I'm not going to do it right here. I'm going to take a, take a breather and then, and then read it. But, um, I have a story, uh, it's short and it's kind of, um, the sky is falling ish. Uh, not, you know, not, I'm not like a doomsday dare. No, fuck. I am. I, I totally am. I, uh. I the, the I'm a scientist um, by trade in in you know the 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 climate every everything uh, population I'm fucking scared and uh, but that's not what this is about this I mean this is about kind of what the end of the end of our national empire and it I chose something else to set it off I I I got I got to reading a bunch about um you know we have an infatuation as a country with guns which it terrifies me and but I, I, I started seeing that move into a more progressive, more organized way mm-hmm. in a lot of articles I was reading and just the sophistication. Um about like the peacekeepers and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean it's all naivety in the way that like you go against a government that ha- with this type of budget, I mean you're right. going down. Yeah, you're gonna lose. But not in my story. Cool. And so uh So so you would say that you are not optimistic about the future in terms of uh, our fate, in terms of the environment and our society. Like, you're sort of, maybe the fall is it, it, waiting for us, enjoy possibly. It now. Enjoy it now. Enjoy huh? it now. No, no, I, I don't know. I, you know what? Amen. I, I, Go out, uh, I guarantee if flash. someone had a podcast, uh, if, if, if they had microphones and they had computers uh, a thousand years ago, there was, there was a Mike Shields person sitting there sure. calling them. For the end of the world, and probably for similar reasons, like he, you know, like whatever. Uh, I, sure but I do, a... but I do feel we have different tools for measuring things. Of and things, things, things seem awry. Yeah. But I'm never, ever gonna give up hope that right. we, we we can fix this, or that we can build a fucking oh. rocket and get the fuck off. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, whatever. Uh, so maybe you're saying you sprinkle a little hope through your story, or is all lost? Oh, we have to wait and listen. Let's listen in and find let's, out, let's right? Let's listen and find out. All right, uh, so you're, you're going to read us a story. That sounds awesome. In Mike. a moment. Um, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mike. Thank Always you, a pleasure. everyone who uh, took this trip with us beyond yeah. the margin. Appreciate it, it. It was a pleasure being on Hinge with you guys. Thanks, guys. It happened fast. Before the local authorities or even the media were aware of it, squads of armed civilians swept into town. The units moved like soldiers. Their instincts and actions garnered from the years when the vast majority of the insurgents were members of the armed forces. Once the pride of the nation, they now moved against it with fervor. 
Acting swiftly and decisively, and with the element of surprise entirely on their side, in hours, and with only minimal fatalities, they had secured all the police departments through the city, zones 1 through 6, as well as all vital government agencies. The Pittsburgh Police Department was comprised of 2,100 employees. The insurgents consisted of more than 20 times that number in Pennsylvania alone. The police never stood a chance. This was ground zero for the uprising. The National Guard would be moving in soon, exactly what the insurgents were counting on. The group that had initiated the insurrection called themselves FADE, an acronym for Fundamental and Irreparable Differences. Their leader, Lance Stevenson, was formerly a part of a civil militant group known as the Freedom Guard, who in extreme circumstances of civil unrest assembled with local priests in triumphant shows of force. The Freedom Guard were former and current members of the military, law enforcement and emergency responders who materialized in the thick of the nation's most tense moments. Periods of political, social, and racial unrest where violence was invoked as an effort to garner attention. During these moments, the Freedom Guard would safeguard neighborhood apartments and watch over local businesses. Taking matters into their own hands, the Freedom Guard, with Lance as their most vocal and assertive member, acted as mediators and peacekeepers. They weren't police and never pretended to be. They were heavily armed, highly trained, ex-military who act, acted as constables, taking shit from neither badge nor bandit. But in time, something changed within Lance. He began to feel that the Freedom Guard were all too often and blindly siding with local police departments. He found some of the decisions that they were making in regard to whom and what they shielded often racially or politically motivated. Lance wasn't a racist, but he began to feel that racism had infiltrated the Freedom Guard's ranks. He was a man of the people who refused to side with those who would riot or rebel violently, but advocated for those residents in downtrodden towns who were being maltreated or disregarded. It was his belief that the citizens of cities like Baltimore or Ferguson or Pittsburgh in this most recent case should arm themselves to combat the tyrannical police forces. And they should do it openly and without remorse. It was their right, he reminded them at rallies. Few in a nation run rife with gun enthusiasts were as staunch a supporter of the Second Amendment as Lance. It was this concept that guided all his actions and the foundation he had built his church upon. It was behind Lance's initiative to involve community members in his crusade where Fade grew into a national power. Lance traveled the country relentlessly, rallying a frustrated populace to his cause. He went into inner cities and urged exploited communities to stand up for themselves. He implored the oppressed to no longer accept crime and violence in the community, nor to admit a hyper-militarized police force into their neighborhoods to oversee their every move. It is time, he proclaimed, to educate yourselves in the laws of this here land to utilize your God-given rights to bear arms and to take back and secure your own city, your own community. But Lance went further than that. He showed the people how. Volunteers came in droves. Thousands of members were initiated into Fade daily. And in time, each new candidate was trained and armed. Fade was preparing for war. And its growth was occurring at a startling rate. 
but it wasn't only fate. Fiercely anti-government, militaristic groups of all kinds were emerging in even the most remote of communities. Some were righteous, yearning to dampen the authority of an increasingly intrusive government. Others had more mischievous motives. They just wanted to stir the pot. And stir they did. The city of Pittsburgh became a hotbed of activity a year prior to Fade's first offensive. A team of police officers entered the section of town known as Homewood in the dark of night, exceedingly armed and with nefarious intentions. One of their own had been assassinated while on patrol. Simply sitting in his car, a masked assailant crept up on the officer and unloaded a Glock into him. The autopsy reported that 23 bullets had riddled the officer's body that doleful evening and a few members of the department took it upon themselves to avenge their fallen brother. They attacked without prejudice, and in, and in the end, 13 citizens were murdered, all African-American, all innocent, and all simply in the wrong spot at the wrong time. This was the spark that lit the fuse. This was the moment Lance had anticipated, the moment he had prepared for. Although the revolt happened quickly, the events leading directly to the insurrection unfolded over a long period of time. The writing had been on the wall for decades. The frustration of the middle and lower classes were palpable in the years leading up to the massacre in hometown. Society's distrust of the government had reached a fever pitch. Citizens were fed up with the ineptitude, with the National Security Agency, with the over-militarized and unrestrained police forces and the deep-seated racial divide. They were fed up with corporal greed and its stranglehold on politicians, with GMOs and a consummate lack of concern about the well-being of the environment. They were even frustrated with the everyday nuisances such as credit cardholders' agreements, soulless suburbs, a fail in infrastructure, and celebrity worship. The corporate consumer-based ideologies that increasingly bureaucratized and regulated their lives was not longer going to be tolerated. Something was poised to give. Pittsburgh was just the beginning. Fade's mobilization and capabilities were far beyond what the government could have anticipated. And with various anti-government factions seizing the moment to strike concurrently, the nation found itself in an all-out war. A civil war had begun, and with the glut of participatory sex, the aggregate effect of the various movements was a nation torn apart by its seams. A war being waged on countless fronts, with rivals sharing mutual enemies and allies back on the opposite side of the same contest, conflicting interests abounded. The nation's inevitable response was haphazard and savage. Drone warfare was deployed generously, and the body count was immense. Lance may have gotten the war he had always coveted, but the results were disastrous beyond even his imagination. There was no end in sight. And all the while, war and savagery reigned. Out on the western coast, the fires raged. Forests and neighborhoods were reduced to ash, as thick, acrid smoke spiraled violently into the air. Orange tongues of flames licked at the sky across millions of acres. A choking veil of darkness swallowed the sky as squalls of ash slowly drifted to the ground like charred, dirty snowflakes. It was a fire representative of the bloodshed engulfing the nation, of the pain and the loss and the confusion that was born through so much negligence and greed, a 
fire that swallowed everything in its path without bias. A fire emblematic of the end of an empire. Across the margin. Across the margin. Podcast.